0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Augmenters. I'm Julie, and this is Jimmy. Hello, we are two business founders who started out as solopreneurs yet found our greatest success when working with others. Mentoring is key to incredible relationships and the Augmenters platform will help you get further faster because great relationships lead to better business and more fulfilling lives.
1: You are here because you want to help others shine and see the light in themselves. We will support you in your mentoring journey with advice, tools, and stories that will augment your relationships to the next level. So strap on your ear pods, prepare to listen generously, and become an Augmenter with us.
0: Jimmy, I forgot my headphones
1: again. No worries. Just turn up the volume into this next Augmenters episode. Hey, Jimmy. Julie, good morning. How are you doing? I'm great. We're back with uh, another exciting Augmenters episode here.
0: I love this recording for so many reasons. Karthik is not only incredibly brilliant, incredibly successful, but incredibly kind, I would say. I felt like his kindness just oozing. Karthik
1: has this ability to really hustle, make new connections often, yet never be transactional. I felt incredibly touched genuinely by him by just having one or two Zoom calls as we initially met, just trying to help graduate students figure out how to innovate better and faster. Yet he did not make me feel like he was putting this or just trying to use our relationship to go on his LinkedIn.
0: I think he was incredibly, incredibly genuine. And one thing I loved is that he is going to be a dad of a girl soon. And you are a new parent of a baby girl. So I feel that we already teed up an unknown mentoring relationship that you didn't even know was going to happen. I bet he's going to be calling you in the middle of the night for advice.
1: I'm pretty sure I'll just start calling him for advice immediately. (laughs) He'll have it already figured out. I'll be like 10 months in. Karthik, help me out. How'd you figure that out with your three-month-old?
0: <laughs> he seems like probably somebody who will have a, a bit ahead of the curve. But I got some really great tips, some really great ways, like you said, to grow your network, ways to connect really genuinely, and to sort of set up just a really successful professional life. I think Karthik is a great all-around mentor.
1: Completely. I mean, he calls himself the, the generalist of all trades, Which is incredibly unassuming for his powerhouse of a position and important career, where he's basically creating the next generation of educational products for our world. And yet, throughout our discussion, it's really not even mentioned. It's almost a secondary piece that his profession is really just, it comes naturally from him because he just wants to care about others and help others. So it made sense to me that, oh, of course, Karthik is in education. Why wouldn't he want to help people do better and get smarter? But he never says that. It's never like, oh, I'm doing this so clearly to help change the world. It's just kind of naturally comes through him. He's, he's got such a great ability to, as we just said, genuinely care.
0: And there was a bit of a fun fact that I learned around something that I actually really enjoy is laser tag. Do you play laser tag, Jimmy? Because I
1: do not play laser tag.
0: (laughs) You never have? Not even once? Or you did it once and you didn't like it?
1: No, I've never really been into the paintballs or laser tag or like fake guns. I'd rather just like throw a ball at somebody. Dodgeball
0: is preferred. (laughs) Just wait till you have uh, 12-year-olds. (laughs) 12 <laughs> year olds love laser tag it's really fun so we're going to hear a little bit about an incredibly successful entrepreneur karthik of course one of karthik's mentors and just lots of great tips so i think we should just jump up right on it what do you think
1: there might even be a mention of quantum physics who knows
0: that's more than i can handle this early in the morning i need more coffee well
1: here's karthik so karthik let's uh get into a little more of beyond child birth and children on the education piece you've already touched on you're kind of i would say like the man for building products to help people get educated so can you like give like a really brief introduction or how do you describe yourself
2: this has always been uh, running in my head you know how they say like you know jack of all trades master of none mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know like it's kind of talking about you just kind of specialize in something. I've kind of like going, gone against that in many ways. I really wanted to be the generalist by many means. Because I really want to like, you know, get to know about all the specializations, all the skills, you know, whatever is there. Because I feel like, you know, life is too short and you got to dabble and explore a lot of things. So I kind of go with the saying like jack of all trades, master of none. But you got to master the art of being jack in all trades. I mean, that in itself is you know, it's master you know I it's a little I, bit I, of a I, mind
0: meld there i'm just yeah. i'm trying to get my head around that
1: well, and carlick i love it because i sometimes say i am a jimmy of all trades master of none <laughs>
2: <laughs> you are jimmy of all trades <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but I feel like being the generalist kind of excites me. Always wanted to dabble into multiple areas. I've been the engineer, right? I mean, I started my career in engineering and inside engineering, there are so many specializations. There is electronics engineering, there is instrumentation engineering, there is software engineering. And I was dabbling all of that in my initial engineering days. So uh, I was in the energy industry. In fact, I was not even in the tech. I started my career in that area, like building automation, uh, home automation systems and um, building robots for automated delivery of oil and gas pipelines so kind of dabbled in that area for a while all of a sudden i was like i want to know what management looks like like you know i did my technical stuff but i want to know what management looks like which is why i went on to do my mba there you know working for a big company right away didn't you know really please me i you know someone one of my professors told me like you know startups are a place where you kind of do everything and that like i really like that i'm like okay I, can, I don't have to silo myself into one particular role i can do a lot of things and that's one of the reasons why i went into uh, you know entrepreneurship i was an early employee of one of the startups which was doing mobile app education which was unique for that time but now you have a lot of players there but you know that it was there you know playing a lot of different roles in that company that kind of inspired me to you know uh, into scaling uh, businesses starting from small and then you know bringing in some best practices, learning something new and implementing something new from scratch and then scaling it. I think that's kind of probably if you want me to ask about specializations, maybe that's where my core specialization has been, although I've been playing different roles in that area. Hmm. That's something I did at ACT. That's something I did at Kaplan. And uh, that's something I'm doing at uh, Udemy today. But in each of those roles, I've been doing something something different with the product, even though I was in the product department, departments, right, you know, different technologies, different areas of focus. I think I would love to keep my, um, you know, my skill sets with trying something new. I, I, I think that at the end of the day, you know, no matter how big your paycheck is, it's going to get boring at some point. If you keep doing the same thing again, it's going to get boring. And if you're not, not learning, it doesn't matter how big your paycheck is. It, everything just, um, you know, about the happiness index, like even if you win the lottery for a billion dollars or whatever, your happiness goes up, spikes up. But everything plateaus after a while same thing goes with any kind of uh you know losses too like let's say you lose your limb or a uh... Or a, or a leg and, you know, you know something ha- bad happens. Yeah, you're gonna go into a grief mode, but over the course of time, you are gonna get into that plateau. Happiness plateau is gonna be that normal. So when that is the case, why just stick with one thing? Like Just like life is there to explore. So just keep exploring. So how big a paycheck
1: do you need to, to be happy <laughs>
2: yeah. for a long time? <laughs> <laughs> or how big of
0: a paycheck it. for you not to mind doing yeah. the same thing over and over again?
2: It's a relative that's a relative term, right? It's. Uh... <laughs> it's all relative.
0: so so i have a question as a jack of all trades and a master of none but being a agendalist i love that and then the jimmy of all trades it's great but how do mentors fit in as you change potentially from different areas or different focus as your you know your agenda shifts how do mentors fit in
2: so here's my take on you know this whole mentorship i mean you know looking at some of your uh, principles a couple of things you know resonated i think you know talk about that too like evolution and connection were two things that you know really stood out based on the on the principles of mentorship. As you you know in in my case I, the evolution is you know important because mentorship in many ways you're learning from both angles. Like it's not just the mentor teaching the ment advising the mentee on some things. It's the mentor also learns on the other end too from the mentee. And I think that's an important aspect that you know people shouldn't discount because the learning does go both ways. But in in my opinion I don't generally stick with you know uh, I, I think one mentor for your life is not, not the way to go. I think there's a group of mentors whom you speak with. Everybody is going to give you some, add a add, add value to some aspect of your life. And you're going to be having a few different mentors for each of your, work, like, be it your personal life, be it your finances, be it your startup. Even inside tech, you can have so many mentors for HR or, you know, how to manage people, how to build technology. So I always think of it as a group effort, uh, not just one mentor for life kind of, uh, you know, uh, approach. So in that way, way you know as i am a generalist you know i, you know, I keep exploring different things i gonna be finding a lot of new people approaching you for ment- mentorship in for different aspects of their life someone uh, asked me about i want to talk to you about how to scale companies and then there is someone asking about hey you know you traveled. I, i've traveled like about 40 different countries like you traveled so much like can i can i pick your brain about you know international uh you know how, how do i manage workforces internationally so that's another area that people want to talk to me about it's not like but like I said, master of none is basically how I look at myself. I'm a generalist. So there are various aspects to this where I could help. I'm not saying I have all the answers to it, but I can tell you what I've found so far based on my experiments in life with, uh, you know, so many, many different angles. If there is a connection there with me, then I think that's when the best mentor-ment, you know relationship builds up. And I think that the connection, which is talking about your other principle, I think that's another important aspect, because if you're not able to relate in some shape or form with that mentor, you know, you're not, you're going to be offbeat, like you really won't know what, whether that's the right person. And if you're not the right person, you're not going to be inspired to take that advice and try to implement it. It'll only be a one-way communication where like you tell me something and then uh, I'm just going to go forget it, forget about it because there was no connection. I think the relationship evolves and uh, there is, you need to have that genuine connection to really build up that mentor relationship. So I see it.
1: Karthik, I love how you talked about connection being necessary to, as like a fuel for inspiration because like you can hear a lot of things, but we don't act on everything we hear. Can you, Give an example of maybe somebody that was a mentee for you or somebody who mentored you. What was that connection that really brought you two together? And therefore, you know, you were able to hear each other and run with it a bit more.
2: Yeah, I think um, I had a great uh, mentor. So his name is Star Person. Uh, So he is literally not on any kind of social media. He is a very private person. But I actually, yeah, yeah, a legend. Do you know laser tag? Oh, of it's course. Yeah. Yes. He was the founder of LazerTag. <gasps> he owns the patent. And I think even to this day, I think he gets that uh, licenses and royalty. He was a very successful entrepreneur in the 70s and 80s. And uh, yeah, he doesn't talk a lot about any of this stuff, but he he, he is that guy. So I met Todd in the first startup um, you know, that uh, I was part of um, during business school. And uh, so here's the thing. I it was not like a formal relationship where you know, hey, can you be my mentor? We were work colleagues, and when we started talking, we found common passion for you know astrophysics. Uh, in fact, and that's a passion project of mine. Like you know, I've always read a lot about you know uh, theoretical physics and astrophysics. So I'm not a physicist by any means. I love to read more about it and you know explore more because it's just so fascinating. It's so profound that you know literally all the problems you deal with it just goes away right because the universe is so big and so huge and so vast that we are insignificant we are so insignificant those are things that i want to i love to explore and i found him to be that person who was equally or in fact much more competent in the concepts, that theoretical physics and astrophysics concepts so we to talk about all of this like you know quantum physics like time travel and you know what happens in the other universe you know those kinds of connotations it was such a strong connection because i was so passionate about so, it So karthik
1: I, bad radio thumbs up or thumbs down on super string theory
2: thumbs up <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. i think
2: that's more that that's kind of a i can't say logical because there is nothing logical in quantum physics <laughs> by any means so there is some some explanation given to why things exist and how things function. So I thought I was, was unique. I think I'll let you guys to that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Todd and I really connected um, that way. And it was later, only after all of those conversations and everything, I you know, I kind of find out about his entrepreneurial journey and how he started and things like that. So as we talk, like, you know, he had so much advice about how I should build my career, how I can navigate my career. His approach to mentor the mentoring uh, relationship was it's not like you should do this, right? It's like, you can't do this. I have tried this before, or I have a friend or I have a, a colleague who tried this before. Maybe you should try that too. I can make a connection for you that helps which was you know wonderful like you know that's the that's the kind of relationship you need and just a, a few months down the line i didn't even realize it but you know he was my he was that mentor of mine as i was trying to think about my future my career and all that he had also done entrepreneurship in multiple areas right not just one particular uh, technology or one particular industry which was again like i said the eclectic mix of talent and skills there uh, which you know, resonated well with me for my generalist kind of a career as I as I see it. I think that I, I really like that relationship. And I you know, we still talk, like, you know, we're no longer in the same company, but we still talk every now and then, kinda of talking about, hey, do you think there's a recession coming? What are your thoughts on the recession thing? Well what's going on? And then talk about, you know, what's what's the update on astrophysics, I any mean, new thing that you read about? Things like that. And keep exchanging notes on what I'm doing in my career and what he's doing in his new ventures. So that was a very strong connection that has lasted till this day. So, literally, it's almost been 10 years now since uh, we've been talking, and uh, I see him as that mentor for myself as i think about my future the other thing i really like about him just want to talk about a little bit more is he's also grounded now he's more zen today than he was in his early uh, 20s and 30s he's like that it has this philosophy of you know just let go of things like you know you don't need to hang on to things Has a very the buddhist philosophy like it has a very zen philosophy um, in life he's not after money or anything like that. He doesn't, he just wants to be curious and just be happy. Like, you know, that's it. That's kind of like a very simple mantra in his uh, life. It
0: sounds like you have both kind of like a personal philosophical conversations as well as business conversations. And do you feel like at your point in your life, are you sort of looking for him for one or the other? Is it mostly still around business or are you finding that you're grabbing a little bit of his zen?
2: I think it's both. You know, uh, one of the things if at all I learned from him is that don't try hard to sp- split your personal and professional life. I think you just think about it as life. Many of the personal life principles are the ones that actually translates into your professional life too. It just comes up, pops up and resonates. Even if you want to hide it, it's just going to show up. You've got to build that genuine relationship. So- well,
0: especially that concept of letting it go, you know, like just not trying to force things as a business owner, and you probably can relate to this too. You're always- is like, oh, we need to, like, we have to, we have to get that sale or, you know, you're like, oh, then it's like, okay. So having those, I also have a mentor who is at the, you know, sort of retired parts of her career after having done incredible things. And she brings so much of that to me. And I can see her reflected me like, oh, honey, I know I remember what it was like to be where you are today. And she can kind of give me great advice about what it feels like to be where I am. But also mm-hmm. the, the how she how she is showing up today which is much more you know quote unquote woo woo and much more you know about the mysteries of the universe is so beneficial for me to know too it kind of calms me down it gets me out of my go 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 mode so it's really cool to hear i can imagine He sounds, I I would actually love to introduce him to my mentor. It sounds like they would have a really great conversation. Although he knows anything about laser tag, to be honest.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, um, you know, what you said is absolutely right. Like talking about uh, something that you guys are passionate about really, you know, melts down all your worries, be it in a professional life or anything. I mean, yeah, is a sale going to go through or not? Like you can be hyper-focused on that and, you know, worry about extraneous circumstances, like things out of your control. But I think you know when I talk to him about all of these other you know science and stuff like that. Just Excuse me, I mean yeah, the sale doesn't go through, business is gonna fail, and you know you might be in trouble. But so what? I mean like so what? So what's gonna? Do? The universe is not gonna care. Like. The earth is not gonna care. <laughs> I mean, nobody cares. It'll be forgotten in the next week or next month or next year or the next decade. It will be forgotten. No matter what you do, it's still gonna be insignificant. Roman emperors, you know, the, the, or Greek emperors, like, be it the Caesars or um, Constantinople or uh, Genghis Khan, or who talks about them today in history classes? We do, but no matter how big of an achievement, I mean, it was ruthless and bad and everything. All of that said they built a, one of the largest emp- empires the world has ever seen but who cares now like so what right like, there are definitely implications of that but we don't talk about timur khan or, uh, or anybody so similarly even the elon musks or jeff bezos regardless of what they do good or bad they have made such a big impact they're like they you know human life and everything else. But in the long run, I think even Jeff Bezos says this, there will come a day when Amazon will end. There'll be a day when Amazon will cease to exist as a company. And uh, the role that we as management and leaders play today is to postpone that last day as much as possible. And that's all you can do. Because, you know, that's a very profound statement from people like Bezos. I think putting that into perspective, do good, make an impactful work, but also be humble to accept that in the long run, you are going to be an insect significant piece of that. Those things just, you know, keep your mind calm for me that, that this works for me.
1: I appreciate you giving me better context that uh, Elon's going to need to be a lot more productive if he wants to get anywhere near <laughs> Genghis's, you know, ability to affect the world. Coming back to your, you know, really salient point about you know, the role of managers and leaders, about kind of postponing the, uh, the lack of necessity, lack of criticalness, lack of use Of a company or an organization you mentioned at the beginning as well that specialization of yours is really scaling and and products and moving quickly and you've done that now a few times at different companies but that's got to be hard when there's then mentoring and relationships involved because if you suddenly, you know, are a team of 1 that then becomes 5 and 25 and 125, how do you keep, you know, the relationships strong and that when you had time when it was 5 people to chat often about astrophysics when there's 125 people on your team, i assume you don't have the same amount of time to say to that same person Hey you know let's let's get deep into you know Heisenberg today how have you managed those relationships and how has mentoring played a role in your teams that you've built?
2: First step is to you know really be mindful of your time as a mentor and the mentees' time and be open to accepting that you're not gonna have a lot of you shouldn't have a lot of mentees I don't think they'll do justice by having a lot of mentees I think a mentor should depending on the availability of his time should be very realistic about how much quality time we can spend. I don't tend to, you know, just take companies just for the sake of having, you know, more mentees on, under my belt or anything like that. I mean, you're not really doing justice that way. So I think probably you can measure it by knowing that if you're not able to focus that one hour of time every week or whatever you're spending. If you know that the quality of time spent is not good, then probably you're stretched for time. You're stretched thin for time and you probably have to scale back and say, listen, maybe I'm not your best mentor. I think you got to be honest about that, you know, or try to cut down on something else in your life to at least better spend time with them. Especially for mentees who are really looking up to you and feel like, you might be the person who can guide them or inspire them to do something. So it's important to make sure that that quality time is spent and not stretch yourself too thin among so many different mentees. So I think I try to cut down on that and have only a four, you know, a few people whom I can spend quality time with individually or as a group. I really think that's important uh, for a mentor. Otherwise, I don't think you'll be doing justice for bo- both of them.
0: I would imagine given all the different industries you've been in and it sounds like the incredible success you've had and just your general way of being you would have quite a lot of people looking to uh, get information from you and get to know you better. How do you kind of go about? a gut check on whether or not this mentee has genuine intentions
2: or would be a good connection for you. I feel like, you know, this is kind of like a dating game, right? I mean, uh, you. Um, the first thing is I'm I'm really open to saying yes to one-on-one conversations, as introductory conversations, because again, as, as someone who likes to do a lot of things, the other thing I do like to do is meeting new people and getting to know people. Like, you know, I think I really like that. That's one thing I don't say no to. I really love to say yes to those connotations however you got to be really good at saying no to no to a lot of things and you have to say no to a lot of things and that's where you know if my time, time commitment is going to be like you know i'm going to be your mentor or you're going to be my mentor or you know whatever that is but you you got to be ready to say no to a lot of people to make sure you're spending that quality time with that few people so i do say a lot of no's when i when there is that when someone a mentee approaches me we explore if i have that dating conversation to see you know what we like what we know about each other etc if i don't have the time i should be honest to say no not overcommit myself so that's one thing i try to do a lot but i do say yes to a lot of these introductory conversations i think that is very important because that's the only way for you to know whether there is a spark or that connection happening and you can actually help that person genuinely uh, you're not saying no because you're a snob or you know you're like i'm too good for you kind of a thing it's not that it's rather like Can I really help you? Because otherwise I'm going to be wasting your time if I'm not going to be adding value to you. So let's have that initial conversation, not a mentor-mentee conversation, just getting to know you. What do you do? Like, what do you like? What do you want to do uh, from your perspective? And then see if I can add any value to you as a mentor.
1: In some training I had for Tufts University on how to be a better educator, my biggest takeaway was the shortest sentence in the English language, which is no, period. Mm -hmm. Which is a complete sentence.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You know, they say like uh, talking about coming back to the paycheck (laughs) conversation of what is more important, like money or things, uh, material things, etc. The most valuable asset you have is time. And we have to prioritize time. Money cannot buy time.
1: On a logistics kind of topic, Karthik, is there some uh, tactical example that you can bring of something that was either really good of an intro for you, in your conversation, that made you say, "Oh, I want to continue this uh, for a second chat." Or is there like a classic negative we call it, like the "no flies mentoring zone" of like people always say X to me, and I know immediately it's not going to work.
2: The latter, there are definitely a lot of <laughs> a lot of examples for that. For something that has been a you know success, it's like and again by the way I don't define success as someone you know whom I mentored actually you know took a company public and <laughs> became a billionaire. You like, even yeah. Have a number
0: that you're
2: shooting for? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not it. I think it's more about you know have I been successful in guiding someone to find their passion in their life? Because I think that is unlocking happiness for uh, somebody. I-, I think so. I mean uh, th- that's definitely happened because during my engineering cool days you know there was this family whom i uh, who got introduced to and they have uh, they have a son and uh, unknowing to me this kid who was listening to all these projects was being getting inspired and died. you know what was inspired by me with uh, into engineering and he was finding a lot of passion it was like oh my god i love what karthik is doing or whatever and he's been talking about that to his parents and i never knew that a few years later, then his parents uh, parents tell me about you know that he's passionate about uh, engineering and uh, he wants to pursue engineering, and that's you know mainly because of you. Um, and you know we wanted to talk to him about specializations and can you guide the path? And I'm like, oh wow, <laughs> okay so was quite early on when I just graduated from engineering. I didn't know what mentor, mentee even meant at that time, what that relationships mean. But unknowing to me, I basically became a mentor to uh, this, this kid. Today he's in engineering school. And I think he's uh, doing a lot of these cool projects, like building... An electric F1 car in the same engineering school that I went to. In fact, it's just interesting to see someone trying to follow my footsteps. It was not my intention, but I'm happy that I'm at least inspiring someone to find their uh, passion. Well, um, you're like so
0: an accidental mentor. I think that's just one of those things too. Just how yeah. you live your life. Like you have no idea how what you say or what you do. And I'm sure we always remember things about people. You know, you meet somebody. Oh, I remember. I heard you say this one thing, and the person's like, I don't even remember saying that. That happens to me all the time. And it is, it is you you kind of, as you, when you start really thinking about this and it becomes part of, I think Jimmy and I have spent obviously a lot of time thinking about this topic, you just realize you're kind of always a bit mentoring and just right. having to show up with others um, in a way that you wouldn't expect. And what a cool story to hear that the work that you've done and I'm sure how you approached it also is inspiring. And then at the same time, we always talk about sort of the anti-mentors that are people that you see in your life. Again, how much money they make doesn't matter how big their companies that they sold it for, but the way they kind of conduct themselves, or the way they treat people, or the way they act, is kind of the like. Yep. Hey, I don't think I want to be successful yeah. that way. That way, <laughs> not probably right for me. So it's really right. cool to hear. I love I love that example.
2: Yeah, like, that's a good way to put it. That the accidental mentor is probably uh, you know what it is. Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, I've I've done the other stuff like you know helping startups scale their business and business uh, things like that, but. I, find, I found this one particular thing quite inspiring for myself because someone who never who never revealed that I was actually inspired inspiring them for a long period comes back and says I've been listening to your conversation you know talk, talking about all these stuff yeah what we just, it was uh, definitely heartening uh, to uh, <laughs> to see his growth you know as I as I turn back and look at what, what our relationship over the years
1: it's almost downplaying your affect Karthik by saying you're the accidental mentor because really you're incredibly thoughtful and purposeful in your life and caring and so of course you know others would be inspired by you but it takes a lot of effort and action to always be that way so uh to kind of wrap up a little bit here do you have any takeaway that you normally tell either people that join uh any of the teams that you've built or someone like uh this uh A burgeoning engineering student, do you have like a mentoring book or a YouTube or some kind of piece of content that you recommend for folks
2: to check out as they try to become accidental mentors in their own life? One takeaway that really inspired me was, I think this was Sir Richard Branson tells people like, when you get an opportunity and you realize that you don't have the skills, you know, or talent to fulfill that opportunity successfully, but if you have that ability to learn to keep learning just take up that opportunity it doesn't matter if you have the skills at that particular time or not take up that opportunity as a challenge and then invest the time in learning to be successful in that opportunity i think that is a very profound statement because if you are the guy who wants to pursue the nine-to-five career or if you are the if you are the person who wants to build your own entrepreneurial empire this still applies in a nine to five job, you get promoted to a to, a, to a position of your incompetency, right? That's Peter's Peter principle. So don't be scared. Like if you have the learning mindset, that's all you need. That's the, that's the first uh, step towards becoming successful. So take up that opportunity. And then you use that learning mindset to become successful in that opportunity. I mean. Um, and being genuine about it, you're not you're not faking your skills or faking your talent. You can you you are genuinely you genuinely have that learning mindset and that interest and passion to learn. Take up that new challenge and you know improve yourself. The same thing goes for entrepreneurial journey. In fact, it is even more harder than an entrepreneurial journey. I mean, without the learning mindset, you're not going to be successful. Almost all the time, you are going to fail. So having that learning mindset and implementing that in your day-to-day life is going to be to face your new challenges and not being scared of, you know, you know, by those challenges. I think that's important. And I think that's kind of how I interpret what uh, Sir Richard Branson was, you know, uh, talking about. You know, just take up that challenge and just do it. Yeah, maybe, I don't know, the Nike tagline, line, just do it is probably apt here, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just, just do it and be ready to learn.
2: It's perfect. It never yeah. fails.
1: <laughs> Karthik, thank you so much.
0: We hope this episode was brief yet bright. And now it's time to read us out. And remember, we are here because real relationships have the power to transform organizations and build dynamic communities. Go ahead, Jimmy.
1: Absolutely. Augmenters supports mentoring that matters. Visit our website for the best interactive mentoring content at Augmenters.us. Share our podcast with someone you care about, someone who needs a new mentoring relationship in their life pronto. We welcome questions and suggestions via email hi at augmenters.us or via social media with our handle at augmenters shout out to our producers erlin cato and sean omendam thank you augmenters
2: out
0: see ya